Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. Hey, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Look Back Podcast with Sam and Maddie, brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. Maddie, we have so much to talk about from this past weekend. Like, I, I keep hearing from everyone from all walks of life, that this was the best weekend of football ever. Just ever. Blanket statements of just best weekend of football ever. Do you feel the same way? Do you agree wholeheartedly? I absolutely feel the exact same way. <laughs> I'm worried that this is it. Like, I feel like maybe we've we peaked. peaked. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that can make it. it better is that is if it happens during regular season and all the games from the entire weekend are like this. That's the only that's the only way to top it, really. Yeah. No, I, I think it was really, really good matchups. I think these teams paired up against each other really well. Um, definitely a lot of outcomes that I don't think that you and I expected based on what we previously picked for the winners of these games. Yeah. Um, but still, just all in all, amazing football. You, you weren't left, you know, wishing like, ugh, you know, I wish I had another whole half of that game. The teams uh, played every minute, except for maybe the overtime for like the last yeah. one. I, I do agree with that. I Kansas will say that City. one. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo, Kansas sure. City, Buffalo. That one was uh, brutal in terms of overtime rules. But I do like how Josh Allen put it, um, you know, that if he was on the other side of the ball, he wouldn't be complaining. So why is he going to start complaining about the way that the rules are set up right now? Like you can't do yeah. anything about this rule change right now. So that, I thought that was very classy of him. Really appreciated it. Albert's joining us. Hey, Albert. Yeah, thank you for Albert. tuning in. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, whenever we go live, we really appreciate it. Throw up any of your comments on the games this past weekend. Let's talk about them. We're going to start off with, of course, the first game of the weekend, which was the Bengals versus the Titans. And I think the main storyline that I have at the top of my notes is that Joe Burrow was sacked nine times. And I know you have an opinion on this. I do. First of all, we talked about this before we went into the weekend. Joe Burrow is scary because he he doesn't – I. That was impressive mute skills. Joe Burrow's scary because he doesn't get phased by being murdered in the pocket. He's being taken out over and over and over again, and he just pops back up asking for more. It's beautiful. It's amazing to see that he's really – he continued that being unshaken it was in this so game. calm. So calm under pressure, despite being just – pummeled over and over again he didn't have that face that i'm very familiar with seeing plenty of other quarterbacks having of just like really not again how am i supposed mm -hmm. to keep going he had none of that he was just like all right we're gonna keep it was going. on to the Rolling with the punches on to the next one gold jenkins mentality. joining us what up will what up will uh no definitely love that goldfish mentality of him and i think that it was that mentality that kind of took them over the edge i mean the Bengals also were able to hold derrick henry to 62 yards yeah. That's amazing. I don't feel like Derrick Henry looked that great, though. And that's probably a big part of it. <laughs> I also I had a stat pulled up. Um, the Sam Hubbard um, ranks number two in highest run stop win rate as an edge defender. Okay. Wow. That's kind of higher than I thought he would Pretty be. Pretty up there. Way up there. I was thinking maybe like top ten. But Number two, no. that says a lot. Number two, does. the only person above him is Cameron Jordan. Wow, that no, that's huge. And I mean, it's that ability. To, it's he's going to have to play a big role this coming weekend when 
they take on the Chiefs, um, which we will definitely get to that game in a little bit. But what other parts of this game had you excited about them moving on to the next round that they were able to do? Besides, obviously, the kicker having just ice in his veins. If we're being honest, <laughs> I have a few few team members that are picked in my playoff challenge. So the fact that I'm going on now into week three and I don't have to change up my roster is very nice. Um, I get triple the points now. But no, in all seriousness, I really want Joe Burrow to be successful. We didn't get to see him. This is basically like a rookie season for him, right? Yeah. He was coming off a crazy injury. He comes out guns blazing. They've been through adverse adversity they've been through adverse situations and now they're thriving and they're beating really really good teams i really like the i like that they are so well equipped on offense if that makes Mm -hmm. sense minus offensive line the only thing that i would change about that team right now is the offensive line so i just get excited to watch these young players go out and perform i agree i was going back and forth and and doing a just a practice that I like to do of just cr- going across the board of rosters to see how these things stack up. And I really like the way that the Bengals offense stacks up against the Chiefs offense going into this game, um, just with how much uh, diversity they have and the Burrow has at his fingertips in terms of playmakers. Yeah. And a part of what the Chiefs have done is try to get in a quarterback's head. Mm-hmm. And take advantage of their weak points. That's not going to happen. Obviously, no. He's going to keep laying them out. <laughs> and the thing is, is you have two amazing receivers on the outside, and then you also have Joe Mixon running the ball. So, yep. I mean, how do you defend that? I don't think that the Chiefs have the personnel to do it. But on the opposite side, I worry that the Chiefs' offensive line is going to dominate the Bengals' defensive line. Hmm. Okay. Well, when we when we go back and forth over the Bills Chiefs game, we'll have to dissect that further. But I want to bring up Albert's point here. Tannehill is the reason they lost the game. Just talking about the Titans, I mean, what do you think they're gonna have to do to right the ship for next season? Because I, I mean, feel like it was play calling. It was just poor play calling. You feel like Tannehill's still the answer there, not like I don't, make a quarterback shift. I don't know that Tannehill's your go-to guy, but it's been the same issues that they've had all season and just now you're you're in the playoffs I mean there's a reason why people didn't think that they were going to win out yeah no there's definitely a reason for it um and you know listening to a lot of people across the media say you know maybe this is a time for the titans to look elsewhere for a quarterback i don't know that this is the market for them to be making that switch in um (sighs) I think it's a bit too it's a bit too steep of a quarterback market for them to start to throw them their names into the hat. But um, and he got you to the playoffs. He did with it. I mean, that team's been without Derrick Henry, without Derrick Henry, and that team's been through some stuff. And yeah. that's where I get upset with like the people that are on Tannehill because you're fine with him as long as he's making plays and getting you places. But once you lose, it's all his fault. Yeah. No. No, that's definitely not fair, and I agree with that. I mean, I he did have a brilliant catch, uh, brilliant throw to AJ Brown that just looked, you know, and it was video a game good scripted. game. Yeah, it was a really good game. It was a there was it they was back and forth. Pummeled. Yeah, no, it was a very even game, and that's why I feel like this game itself was just. I loved the matchup of these two teams. We didn't really know what we were going to get seeing them stacked up against each other, but I felt like we weren't disappointed by how it showed out. I think we were all impressed by just how well they matched up. Um, 
so that was to me really exciting. But let's let's move on to the Niners and the Packers. And what I love between these two games itself kind of felt like the kickers kind of saved the day at the end of it, which is always kind of fun. But uh, Jimmy G with only 131 yards and he's moving on. That's kind of the weird thing to me, just looking at the stats and going forward. Plus, he had four sacks. So as opposed to Burrow, who had over 300 passing yards and was sacked nine times, Jimmy G throws it for 130 yards and gets sacked four times and still somehow that team wins is just beyond me. I know how. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was MVP for the 49ers. (laughs) Somebody come at me and tell me that I'm wrong. He was looking uh, yeah. at one spot and one spot only and refused to throw the ball to anybody else who got open. No, that's absolutely true. I mean, it's just plain in the stats. I mean, it was Devonte Adams all day. It was Aaron Jones all day. I mean, that beautiful catch and run that he had for 75 yards was insane. And after I saw mm-hmm. that play, I was like, okay, well, there's no way the Packers are going to lose this game. But then it was because he couldn't spread the ball around at all. I mean, one he didn't catch to Lazard. To. One to Mercedes Lewis. Like, that was – there was just nobody else. And I feel like that is translation from what's happening in the locker room mm-hmm. onto the field. Like, yeah, full transparency, you were a big drama queen. You basically told Lazard that he wasn't good enough, that you needed to bring in somebody that you were comfortable with because you weren't comfortable with any of your receivers and yeah. that they weren't going to be good. And you throw this big, long fit, and they go out and perform for you. Lazard made some crazy catches that got them to this point, right? And yeah. you're not going to get him the ball when he's open? No. And there were multiple times. And, I mean, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan anyway, so I was kind of pleased with that outcome. But – I mean, it, like at this point, it is what it is. He he lost the game because he was being stingy. He definitely lost it on stinginess completely. And you just, on the opposite end of seeing such veteran-like wisdom and such cool from Joe Burrow that we saw in that previous game, even under crazy pressure, you look at the sidelines and see Rodgers, and he looks resigned. He looks like, I yeah. just don't want to be here. And it was just, it, it, it's, it goes I'm back here to so what we I don't get fined. I'm here so I don't get fined. Exactly. That was the entire like look that look. he had the entire game. Even in um, the press conference afterwards, it was very much, you know, I'm here so I don't get fined. I'm like, it, it was just that full mentality, not, not a true leadership mentality that you want from your quarterback when you're in a playoff situation where you have an MVP caliber quarterback. He should be stepping up. He should be rallying, saying, go get open for me. I'm going to be going for you. I'm going to go for you. We need to get out of the situation. He did not do that. Where was the leadership? Where was that? We, he, he doesn't have it, it in him. No, no. I so agree. Disappointing. Um, the 49ers, I was kind of disappointed in their play. Specifically, yeah. the Kittle drop. Yeah. I felt like they made a lot of loosey-goosey mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't feel like their offensive line played that well. And, I mean, that just, that's a testament to how bad Green Bay was kind of playing at one point. But I, yeah. I worry they're going to get demolished going into this next game. Yeah. And, I mean, we can pivot between this one onto the Rams-Bucks matchup because, obviously, we have the Niners facing – uh, do I have that right? Yeah, we yeah. have the Niners facing the Rams. I'm like, yeah, that's the. This is the talk of all LA news right now. Is anytime I turn on any radio show, what I immediately hear is 
LA ticket holders, do not sell your tickets. Do not sell your tickets because LA fans are just like, oh, I'd rather just make the money and watch the game at home. Cool, you do that and your team's going to lose because all of the, yeah. the Niners fan base are going to buy up as much tickets as they can so they can make it loud in that stadium um, because they do travel really well. The Niners yeah. fan base travels very well down in LA. I love that that's a thing. It's such a huge thing. And it's like everywhere I'm hearing it. I have heard it multiple times today yesterday i'm gonna keep hearing it all week up until the last minute because people still scalp tickets right before so it's like don't sell your tickets people stop like don't do it don't do it having been there thankfully i was there it is loud and if you can get all your rams fans there we'll have a chance but if it's packed with niners fans there is not a chance in hell stafford's gonna be able to complete a pass to cup to anyone it's just not you guys yeah, the Rams need Stafford to be playoff Stafford that he has been the past couple games. Yeah, no, he needs to be fully cool and collected. However, we need to address the mistakes that the Rams made to allow the Bucks to come back in the third and fourth quarter in their matchup because that was also insane. I feel like some of this is just a Brady curse, you know? I All mean, things go Curse or magic? I mean, I think it depends on how Brady. you want to... Kind of goes both ways with with Brady, doesn't it? It does. But also, (laughs) this is what the Rams have been doing all year long. I do think that the Rams are going to tighten things back up. I do. I think that they're going to come play. I've said this before. My only concern is Stafford. Yeah. He's my only concern. So if he continues to play this way, they're going to be fine in this game. I mean – the thing with the Rams and the Niners all season long is that the Niners seem to have their number when it comes to figuring out the magic key to play against the Rams. Um, they've beat them twice this season already. One 27-24, the other one 31-10. So one handsomely, one much closer. But still, the running up the middle, like the running game, like – they need this defense that they've just spent so much money on and pulling all these extra assets like Von Miller. Like we got you here for a reason. You gotta, you gotta step up against this run game. Like we need everyone all hands on deck for this run game. If they can't stop it, I I think that they could, you know, make the hat trick and beat LA. I do too. I think one thing that we have to take into consideration is that Shanahan is just a genius. Yeah. What else do you put behind that? Some of the things that he comes up with, the way he utilizes his weapons is out of this world. It's unearthly. Thank you for this one, Albert. (laughs) Here's my only thing. We watched the Rams start to do something different in their first playoff game, and then it continued yesterday, which Mm -hmm. if you listen to, I think this podcast is where I talked about how the way to be the Bucks is to target the right side of their line. So yeah. basically what they did was they bunched up on the opposite side so that the line had to pull to the left to help protect. And then they brought somebody down and took advantage on of the one-on-ones that can happen here, except their softness, their weakness is more of the middle, which mm-hmm. is a lot easier to take advantage of if that's what you're going for. They have the personnel to do it, to just get down, Jimmy G's throw, get down Debo's throw. I'm interested to see if they're able to do it. Cause all yeah. of that is, is game planning. Absolutely. And I mean, we know that this entire week is going to be game scripted to 
make those adjustments. Sean McVay, you know, he's no idiot. He's a brilliant coach. He's going to try and make those adjustments and hopefully, you know, the Rams can execute. That's just going to be the main thing. Like you just need to execute on Sunday and hopefully they can get that win. Um, because I think when you compare Stafford and Garoppolo, it's like, it's not even apples and oranges. It's apples yeah. and, you know, shoes. Like it just, they don't go together at all. I mean, in terms of caliber quarterback that I think that can make the big plays that you need a quarterback to do. Stafford is miles, obviously ahead of Garoppolo in my opinion on that. I think that you also have to take into consideration this is probably going to be more of a defensive game, right? Mm-hmm. For the Rams to come out and be successful, they really need to work on some different looks for their coverages. You know, you need some crazy subfronts that are going to throw them off because Jimmy G's not back there making the decisions. You no. have your genius on the sidelines and then up in the air who are seeing everything as you come out. So if you continue to come out and you run the same looks that you do, with all these other teams, like their 49ers are going to be prepared for that. Yeah. Trent Williams. I agree. I don't, I think, I think we're fine there though. Yeah. I mean, prediction on that one before we go back to the chiefs uh, bills and circling back on the Bengals with Rams versus the Niners. I mean, how I mean, I'm leaning towards the Rams, but I don't feel good about it. I'm leaning towards the Rams because I don't know that the 49ers are going to be able to stop them. Yeah. And let's see. We got Eric joining us, too, saying game plans and play calling for the 49ers are works of art. I don't even know how else you can say that. That was beautifully put. Very well put. It's watching watching his offense sometimes makes me feel like I don't know football. Like the fact that I have to pause and rewind on some things like that doesn't happen very much anymore. (laughs) <laughs> it does when I watch Shanahan's offense. I like it. I mean, you know, anytime we can, I can learn more about this crazy game that I love. I I appreciate it. So when you, I love seeing stuff that I've never seen before. It makes Jimmy. it fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Eric also saying Jimmy just has to not screw it up. Yeah, pretty much. Same with Stafford. Like I feel the same way about Stafford. Stafford, don't blow this. Just don't blow it. Just do your job. Stick that- to your assignments. No I agree, Eric. The kettle play. That was rough. Absolutely brutal. We have to remember um, that Cooper Cup's on the other side. Like, yeah, Stafford out of empty when he's efficient is it's dirty. Yeah, I really don't know that the 49ers are going to be able to stop him. I don't know that they're going to be able to stop them either. Um, but man, you know, Stafford's just going to have to keep it as clean of a game as he can because if he has more than one interception, even one, it's, I mean... If he has one, it's going downhill. He can't it's gonna be bad. revive. No. Do, you, do you think this is a high-scoring game? That's a good question. Um, I feel like this is probably going to be a closer score to what their last game was against each other, like the 27-24 type range. I don't know that it's going to go over 30. I don't think this is going to be... I don't think it is. I think this is going to stay in that mid-20s range of score. Uh, Maybe even 21-24, like on the low end of it. I could see that happening. This is going to be, this is going to be a tough game. This is going to be one where you're going to be, you're going to have the sweats. It's just going to be exhausting. Every play is just going to be stressful. It's probably going to be a 0-0 first quarter as well. It's just going to be slow. And then, you know, it'll finally get off the ground. Yep. Goodness. I get behind that. All right, let's move on to the Chiefs versus the Bills. Both of us picked the Bills. I'm very disappointed. I know you are as well that they did not finish it. 
but crying out loud, 13 seconds apparently is too long to let Mahomes have the ball um, is the main storyline that people will not stop talking about. Unbelievable. <laughs> and I I heard people just reaming them for not – it was on the Ross Tucker football podcast. Okay. So I was listening to that and he was like, why would you give a touchback there? Why would you kick it all the way down? And I'm sitting here thinking like, Ross, homie, I need you to go back and watch the Bedlam game between OU and OSU in 2014 and talk to Bob Stoops before you say that somebody should kick it to Tyree kill and just see what happens with 13 <laughs> seconds on the clock. Yes. <laughs> you will leave the stadium in tears. Been there, been that fan. You don't kick it directly to Tyree kill. Then moving the field like that was unbelievable. I mean, kudos to Patrick Mahomes because that was magic. And if you go back and look at those throws that, that last throw, mm-hmm. That was that was literally some magnetic, crazy things. I'm yeah. just bummed because I truly feel like the Bills were a better team. Yeah. I mean, obviously not, but no. I mean, but. you know, as as you watch the game go back and forth, I mean, you're definitely having this feeling, and I think it's going to be a storyline that just is going to be one for the next five to 10 years, depending on how their careers go. But this back and forth between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and their skill level and just the way they stack up against each other is just going to be something that we continue to talk about. And this is just two mighty foes going back and forth, a la Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Um, This is just going to go back and forth. And this is just, you know, falling in the category of not Josh Allen's year. Maybe it's next year. I hope it's next year because I feel like he's, Every year we've seen him put in the work and get better. Um, and he's just performing at such an elite level. I I was very surprised that they couldn't pull off the win for this. My fun, my funny takeaway was I was obviously full disclosure, I was traveling this weekend. I had a friend's wedding to go to. I was in Lake Tahoe, so I caught as much football as I could. But one of the things that made me laugh out loud in public, and to a point where I was uncomfortable laughing in public, was I heard someone on one of the tram buses going back and forth from the plane to the airport say who's Gabe Gabriel Davis anyways why did he get four touchdowns and I was thinking does this guy who thinks like he sounds smart right now just watch football once a year twice a year with his guy friends and thinks that like he's totally in the loop I'm like where have you been dude like I I had to bite my tongue because I was like do not interject with this person that's not worth your time no you are not going to do this have you been living under a rock? We knew this was going to happen. I picked Gabe Davis in my DraftKings lineup for the weekend, and I was so happy because of it. It saved me so much. But, like, I knew that if they were going to shut down Stephon Diggs, it was going to be a Gabe Davis day. I don't yeah. think that this is rocket science. All you have to do is catch a couple games all season, and you would have seen this. Like, this shit, this is not out of left field. I love that he had such an amazing day. I know that they like him a lot there. I'm very excited about his potential for next season as well in uh, in terms of fantasy, too. I just need to know for myself, was this man wearing a jersey? No. Oh. No. Was, those are usually the ones. But he was sitting between, like, around, like, four or five other friends that were like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys don't even know what you're talking about. <sighs> Let me educate you. <laughs> Excuse me, kids. Please get yeah. in line. Let me teach please, you a lesson. <laughs> please grab a pen and paper. Uh it was it's just a heartbreaking loss. It just is. 
And I mean, everybody who follows me on Twitter knows I was really rooting for that Spencer Brown thick six. I know. Thought he could chug a beer. Mm. Maybe next year. It's always next year. I will say it was a great game. I wholeheartedly agree with Mina Kimes, who tweeted out, screw the Super Bowl, give us best best of three. I agree. (laughs) I agree. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah. I don't feel like we're going to get a better football game. I really don't. I, I agree. I mean, looking at how that broke down and again, just the caliber of these teams, the weapons that they each had and the way that each of those quarterbacks used all of those weapons too. I just feel like this was the Super Bowl that we pro- that we deserve and we're not going to get ever. Yeah, I so. agree. I also, I'm going to say it and I know I'm going to get backlash for it. Do it. The taunting rule. Either call that shit or take or it out. But this, this back and forth, like the taunting calls are, they're just mind blowing to me. Like, yeah, what happened in the Bucks game to go through all of that and then to turn around and I don't, uh, it was Tyron, I think, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, threw up the deuces and then didn't get called. Yeah, and I'm just like, how? How can you do that to somebody's face, but then Brady tries to talk to a ref and gets in trouble? He gets a penalty. It's just either call it or don't call it. Also, um, sorry. No, don't worry. We don't have to pull up all of uh, all of the Um, comments. I'm getting distracted. It's okay. Um, So, oh, I don't know where I was at on that, but yeah, (laughs) I either call it or don't call it. But it's really annoying to me. No, definitely, definitely annoying. I mean, I think that to me, I'd much rather them like call every single face mask. Every time someone's finger gets in a face mask, I don't care if it looks like he's turning his entire head or if it's just a little nudge. Call that every single time. I would much rather prefer that all day, every day than this taunting rule. What I miss too, years back when players would get called and fined for having a pen in their sock and they'd sign a ball and throw it in the stands. That one I get because you probably shouldn't bring inanimate objects onto the field, but it still was fun to watch. I mean, yeah. We're here to have fun and enjoy watching these games, aren't we? Yeah. That's the whole point. (laughs) And you're literally taking all the fun out of it. But it's just, I don't know, it's frustrating to see it go one way and not the other. Um, This is a personal take. Yeah. I think Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback. I was mostly disappointed that they made it because this means another week of Jackson Mahomes and Brittany soon to be in the homes. Stupid videos. And, like, I feel like there should be a rule. If you can't tell me what play action is, you shouldn't be allowed at a football game. <laughs> I I agree. I mean, I saw that video of her. Um, she was, what, popping the champagne and then spilling it all in front of people in front yeah. of her? I mean, that wasn't even the bad one. The bad one was the ones that she said, F you to the people who said we were going to lose. We're not effing losers. Where the F are you at now? And I'm like, sweetheart, you lost the whole first part of the season because of your man. Like, where were you then? I know. It's it's super fun to just, you know, to rain on the parade when you're winning. But, uh, you know, where are you at when, uh, <laughs> when everything is, uh, you know, going right and wrong? Like, you got to be consistent. It's just ridiculous. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm glad Anyways. I got that off my chest though. I'm glad you did too. My you know, negative it's... banter of the day. <laughs> it's just like, come on. 
I mean, there's positives and negatives all season long. We there know. And then it's going to happen um, in the middle of uh, in the middle of this playoff weekend as well. But let's talk about how we see. Like, I want to go back to the offensive line because you were beginning to talk about it before we moved on to another game. But you feel like the Chiefs' offensive line is going to do a much better job against the Bengals' defense than, let's say, the opposite way around. I do. I think that the Chiefs have a really phenomenal offensive line, and I think that it should continue. Patrick Mahomes, if you can get to him and you can rattle him and he's not playoff Pat, Mm -hmm. okay, but he just – even whenever things started to go wrong, he didn't leave the pocket early. He just, he stayed, he was calm, cool, collected. So that makes me feel a little bit better, but yeah, I just feel like more often than not, the chiefs offensive line is going to win this matchup. But I, I also feel like the chiefs are going to have a hard time shutting down burrow. I agree. I think that's going to be the, they're going to win in the trenches on both sides, but I just don't think that it's going to matter. Like, this one, this is going to be another game where I'm going to bet the over in terms of the score. I feel like this one is going to be a big, like it's going to have to be. I mean, Burrow is going to have to literally not only be as consistent as he has been all year long, as opposed to Mahomes, he has been consistent all year long in terms of getting the ball out to every single one of his pass catchers, peppering it across his targets, not getting stuck on a single target, and you know, being consistent with his completions as well and keeping that clean. I think he's going to have to do that again. I believe he can. And I think that if they just can't find a stopper for that, this is going to be a Bengals win. I think so too. The Bengals can't have penalties. Yeah. That's going to be really, that's what's going to kill him because the chiefs, I don't know that the chiefs will, the chiefs have come out looking a little polished, but they have the opportunity. The Chiefs aren't going to be able to shut them down. They don't have the personnel. So yeah. as long as they come out and they play, they're going to be fine. 50, no. 54.5, the over-under on that game. Albert saying, uh, is the over-under on that game 54.5? I'm going to go over. I'm just going to always bet the over on this. I just think that's going to be so much easier. That's uh, not unobtainable. I. I usually don't look into the over-unders until later on in the week just to make sure that there's no sneaky COVID outbreaks or anything else like that before I'm putting my money on. But right now, I would take the over. No, right now, I I agree. I'm definitely taking the over right now. But uh, no, this is also going to be one where, you know, it's going to be a stressful. These are both going to be very stressful games. Like, I don't think the stress is going to be gone in either of these matchups. But it's exciting because we have good teams coming in, right? We do. And... We have some younger quarterbacks in the mix, which is exciting. Definitely. Especially for um, dynasty owners. Especially for dynasty owners. I think this is gonna be this is gonna be huge and it's gonna be a fun weekend. So hopefully we get some amazing football to watch. Um any pr- other predictions for this matchup before we sign off for the evening? Um no. So I'm going Bengals and Rams. Are you the same? Yes, I'm going to go uh, Bengals and Rams as well. I just feel like something in my gut says that's that's what we're going to see. And uh, Rams are going to be able to bring it home, keep it in SoFi so that they have say, themselves a home Super Bowl. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. And what a beautiful stadium to have it in. Oh, my gosh. Such a gorgeous stadium. I know I'm not going to get to go to this next coming game. I'm glad that I did get to go to the last playoff game. That was awesome. But 
Oh man, that stadium is gorgeous. And Rams, don't sell your tickets. <laughs> don't sell your tickets. Unless you're selling them to a Rams individual. Unless you know you're selling them to another Rams fan. So you can keep we that We need jerseys. Full. They have to come jerseys. with their face painted. Yes. That must be a prerequisite in order for you to sell your tickets. Do not sell them to Niners fans. Don't let it happen. They're going to crowd the stadium and the Rams are going to lose. Or, you know, do it and then we'll just watch that dictate the whole game. But <laughs> it's going to be such a good matchup. I'm excited for football this weekend. Yeah. No, it's going to be a really good, really good weekend of football. I can't wait to see it. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. But thanks, guys, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Maddie at, at Maddie Kroll and myself at Samantha R. Holt on Twitter. Um, and guys, have a wonderful game and don't weekend. And uh, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. We definitely appreciate it. Yes. Um, sure. Thanks again for listening. Check out all the other content, seasonal and DFS tools, as well as premium access to your to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members only Discord right here at drodo.com. Have a wonderful week, guys. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out DrRoto.com. 